Well, here we are. Again. (laughs) It's been a while since I even recorded an episode, whether I published it or not. And this podcast is definitely part of a natural process for me. And a meditative one as well. I don't even know where to be in. I often publish these raw and unedited, unscripted. That just gives me a new idea for the name of this podcast. It might be time for an upgrade. I might want to call this unscripted. Because so much of life is scripted, you know? So much of this idea, and this is not what I thought I was going to talk about, but let's just roll with it. There is structure to a meditation or even these episodes, there's a, there's a flow to it. There's structure. I often talk about this with yoga. There's still structure to a yoga class. However, a good teacher and the way we are taught is to be present in the moment to the energy that is there. And sometimes you might have planned a different class than what is being called forth. And that's why I feel like I could never really script what I want to do with this podcast or with these series or these episodes. And it's part of that meditative process to trust that there's still a flow there, an organic flow. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with structure. I've talked about this before. The structure is the container. Even my words are structured from the feeling and the meditative um, energy, putting words to it. That's already a structure than the silence, which is also incredibly beneficial as a meditation, (laughs) literally to be in silence. But for this, I knew that this was going to be a meditative talk, that this was going to be transformative during vocalization and putting words to things, but proposing the idea that you can put words, that you can speak from a certain way, that you can listen from a certain way, that you can receive and give or contribute in a certain way that is from a meditative place that can be healing in and of itself just as certain things that we ingest that we 
resonate with, whether it be from reading or watching or listening, when it's aligned in a certain way and it resonates in a certain way, it's medicinal. So my storytelling is and aims to be that medicinal for those who it resonates with and not perfect just like your body receives medicine and takes what it needs or nourishment from food and then eliminates the rest whatever doesn't resonate with you will be eliminated in your consciousness in your psyche and what does resonate can be a shift of perspective just like those who provide that for me in so many forms you know even social media I laugh with myself because I follow so many healers and therapists on Instagram it's like now my Instagram account is like I'll be like I don't know how much therapy I'm ready for for today and I know right? Instagram is not therapy. It's not that I'm only seeking Instagram for therapy. I'm just saying that I resonate with such quality, which with what I believe are quality people that I often or sometimes get exactly what I needed to kind of hear that day for a slight perspective shift in my perspective. For example, Recently, someone on um, my Facebook account who I'm also developing a personal relationship with too. This is not just in theory or only, you know, surface level. And that's the other thing is I tend to um, gravitate towards, you know, more authentic content. And even authentic content can be too much. Like it's, it's amazing this always is a reoccurring theme in my life is the abundance out there these days of what you might be looking for or um, again what your soul or what you, you might be gravitating towards at any given moment whether it be in in any area of life whether it be financial like When I'm feeling like I need some good financial hygiene, it's amazing how many resources are out there. Um, Soulful, spiritual. Again, I mm, find myself a little conflicted in the space of like um, Using the term spiritual sometimes, I feel takes it a little bit away from the more like down to earth approach to our basic needs as human beings. Like, spiritual says, like, oh, it's like above and beyond when 
yes, I am spiritual and, and a lot of the things I talk about are basic concepts of being a human being. It's not all out there. It's not all woo-woo. It's not all, you know, like, as far-fetched, I guess, as people might think. And I don't want people to feel that their spirituality has to be so outside of themselves, I guess. I would rather us also understand and see the shift in, you know, what's pop culture and what's mainstream, um, or the shift in, 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 in any of us that, you know, I'm not considered so spiritual. It's just, you know, whatever, practical or makes sense, <laughs> common sense or whatever. So I digress. Um, I was referring to an example recently of someone who I just feel really aligned with and um, I'm in the process of developing a personal relationship with um, this, you know, female entrepreneur that does amazing work and she's actually, she's a psychologist. Her degree is in psychology she also does this like, you know, um, healing work that's a little bit outside of the constraints of classical psychology. It's not just like, you know, she's doing a lot of her own creative work is what I'm trying to say as an entrepreneur that has to do with therapy and psychology and healing. Anyways... Um, she ebbs and flows. One of her ways, maybe that I also resonate with is one of her ways of contributing to this world is sharing through personal experiences and her storytelling through writing on Facebook and probably other mediums, you know, back in the day we did that a lot through blogs, but blogs are becoming less, a little less popular, I think. And it's just a little bit more popular to maybe just write a whole long post on social media, whatever your forum is, whatever your medium is. Um, and I, I, I'd be curious if she has other publications. I'm sure she does. She's working on a book and that doesn't surprise me. But my point is, is that, you know, through storytelling, almost like a memoir, which I've recently realized that's one of my favorite um, types of books and writings to read and it's also probably something that I would enjoy um you know also putting out there through storytelling um it's this cool between it's this cool world for me as an artist I think between the fictional and the non-fictional I've never been a big fan of complete non-fiction as far as writing goes um there's a few things that you know I've enjoyed, been able to enjoy in that way. And I'm not a nonfiction, I'm not completely entirely a nonfiction writer myself. Anyways, I digress again. <laughs> welcome, welcome to my stream of consciousness. So, um, yeah, she just posted something recently that, 
just reaffirmed for me. Um, she was sharing about her personal, you know, recent reality, real short post. And she usually writes really long, beautiful stories that again, it's through the stories that you get the psychology, the, you know, um, shifts in perspective and like moral to the story and, you know, the healing and the, uh, she happens to do something about, about parenting. So a lot of her stuff is, you know, parenting, self-help. Um, but she posted recently about feeling a little under the weather and just real quickly said, you know, I must be getting a health upgrade since I've been feeling a little under the weather. And I normally felt that for myself too. And I've seen it in others. I've seen it in facilitators and practitioners and yoga instructors and healers where if like sometimes, you know, they're upgrading and, you know, they get a a sore throat or something. And I just hadn't, it was just the slightest shift for me in affirmation between different mindsets that I have even in myself where like one mindset is like, oh, I haven't been, you know, physically as healthy or thinking that I, you know, and having shame around this journey I've had in recovering my full health in a lot of ways. And as I've recovered this even recently, I felt, wow, like this was even more whole, even more solid than I ever felt before. And then um, this year, I had a setback in that. And it really felt like a shame spiral because of it. Like, how can I have, and you know, people reflect this to me, you know, that they appreciate that I have wisdom and that I've helped them through something or inspired them. And, you know, when I go through that fragile time in my life, I can't help but feel not only self-doubt, but just like, is this really, am I really on the, the right path here? Like what, you know? And as far as physical health goes, you know, it's just been such a paradox to be like, wait, I don't know. I don't know if my wisdom or my my ability to give people different perspectives and this and that, like, is it really all that beneficial? Like, it's not helping me now when I'm going through something, right? And there's another part of me that really resonates with like a more whole, right, um, more multi-dimensional way of thinking about this versus that flat way of thinking, um, thinking, feeling, resonating, being. It's it's not just in your head. It's not just cognitive. It's um, perceptual consciousness, like as we like when we talk about having an upgrade in consciousness or up level or all this other stuff. Um, and that's where it gets a little bit like spiritual. Like sometimes people say, oh, that's a sp- spiritual conversation, whatever. 
Point being, um, it just like reminded me of what I already knew. And the best things do. And that's what we call resonation. It's like you're not just listening to the expert's advice on something. You're being um, nudged or called uh, towards something that you yourself deeply resonate with that is from your own inner wisdom and inner authority. And we are taught so much in this world to blindly follow some sort of outer authority. And in my whole journey, even the last like five or six years, there's been this whole reclamation process of being like, no, I am my own authority, especially going through what I've been going through in Western medicine and a long diagnosis that also wasn't anyone's particular fault. I, looking back, was also in my own way in a lot of ways to have been able to get the diagnosis that I got. Um, but even finding out like a name the best thing about my recent, um, you know, like simplicity in getting an official diagnosis, which if you've listened to my podcast, I thought I had something called CIU, which was chronic idiopathic urticaria. And so this whole time I'm going around thinking I have hives and both doing the spiritual and the physical, you know, work around that, which wasn't wasted at all. Um, it's all just like a hop, skip and a jump away from all the things that I needed to know about what I do have anyways. And it turns out I have on my skin, now that, that that's still not to say I understand you know, some of the other things that have been going on with my nerve. I mean, I understand them, but modern, modern science hasn't like labeled um, all the other aspects of my nervous system and um, the mystery pain <laughs> that I felt for a while. And I still have quite a journey probably towards like better than, you know, um, just alleviating some of the more important, like debilitating and life altering and essential things that I've, I've now, um, been able to get some modern medicine that is, you know, as well matched probably as possible for, my eczema and what works for me. There's a lot of different modern treatments and um, depending on the severity of this particular, you know, um, condition and atopic dermatitis, I just didn't know, I didn't know that there were any people that had been suffering, myself included, of 
something that seems just so like basic. Um, I didn't know that anyone had suffered to the degree and, and, you know, to the point of having gone to the hospital a few times and to the point of being bedridden and in excruciating life-threatening for me pain, you know, um, and mental anguish and spiritual anguish. So I just didn't know. Right. But while that is a huge relief, um, the holistic healing and understanding still remains the same for what I resonate with and what I believe. And I was going through a lot of doubt through this last time with that because I was like, maybe I'm just, you know, Whatever negative connotation. Thankfully, I can't even think. I can't even think of the words to give you an example. But um, it it all has to do with the fact that to be able to hold space for multiple truths all at one time is again more of a multi dimensional way of thinking, and not so black and white, and not so flat one or two dimensional, you know? And so having someone mention that again, like, oh yeah, this is still all part of my journey and that there are no like mistakes, so to speak. And we'll get into that. That can be a very um, profound conversation and I'm not gonna dive that deep in this particular episode. But... um it was good. And I was meant to see that. To remind myself like, it's kind of like what goes up must come down. What goes down must come up. There's just like, there's actually a whole um, order. There is something still holding all of this together. <laughs> And I don't just mean me, I just mean like the whole. And that even helps me with some anxiety I've had around so much that's shifted in the last couple of years through our pandemic and here in the United States, our politics and the political climate um, just being so uh, volatile. We, we haven't quite experienced, I mean, not in my generation, quite experienced anything this alarming before, you know? And I know it continues. I've been a little more um, consciously checked out of like some of the political climate since January because I've needed to focus everything that I've had on my own um, healing and my own personal life. And I still do. (laughs) But it doesn't mean I'm not aware of it. Like, 
not only can I feel it, of course, because I can feel everything. <laughs> um, and most of us can, whether we're, we're, whether, I mean, there's the level of awareness around what we're feeling is probably got, there's a continuum, but all of us can kind of feel like a, an essence, a tension in the United States that we didn't have before. It has accumulated and um, it can be really scary, you know, and this is not easy to go through our own personal lives while we're feeling all of this, just like it wasn't easy to necessarily go through our own personal lives while we were all going through a pandemic globally, you know, much less again, what's happening in our country. And I'm not even, I'm not even going to comment on like the specifics of the details of it. I'm just talking about like the essence of it, the energy of it. Like I, you know, so anyways, uh, to maintain my health and for my own mental health, I'm, you know, back and forth with like how much I am diving into my own, you know, using up any of my own mental space for that, right? And if you followed some of these podcast episodes, I have talked a little bit about some of the politics. Um, And I don't mean to sound ignorant, but I'm just not, I'm not a micro um, political person anyways. I never have been. I'm more of a philosopher anyways. And that doesn't um, disregard what benefit I might have in a bigger picture type of thinking. There I have a role to play. But of course, I also respect those who are like down and dirty in the details. And I understand that there is a lot there. And I just, I don't have the mental capacity to go there intellectually, you know? And if it was, if I had a place that I needed to, that I felt called to be of service in that regard, I'm sure I would take those steps. And at that time, I might have the capacity to do so. But right now, um, I just have this like gift and, you know, blessing and curse or whatever, gift and weakness in like a larger perspective. I always have. I did study politics in college. I talked about this before. Just interesting because I was I was having a com- like a somewhat political not somewhat political conversation, but um a pretty heavy political conversation not that long ago with a friend or acquaintance of mine and you know, like I appreciated just like psychology you just can't take psychology out of a fucking dialogue. It's crazy because it's like there's still personal psychology there of like um, this person kind of dominating the conversation. But I still appreciate the details. I do. And I have an open mind. Open and discerning, though. It's not just indiscriminately open. Same with my heart, you know. And I like that openness because um, there are things to consider. There are things to consider about how any one of us at any point in time can get kind of like looped into 
the certain narratives that are going around and you can get, and right now it's just really chaotic. So like, be careful out there, you know? Um, It's not necessarily a bad thing to get involved into a, a certain narrative. And we all are being personally kind of like, it, it touches us personally in different ways. There's been so many narratives. Think about in the last like three and a half or four, yeah, three and a half years or so, you know, um, from racial to uh, women's issues to recently like uh gun reform and the schools, public school systems and all this. Don't get me wrong. This is not a segue to be in that conversation. That's not what I'm interested in here. What I'm saying is be careful though. What I'm saying is understand that media these days now for us who knows why we've been called upon as the time in you know uh history to be part like it wouldn't have never happened this way without the technological advances that we had already gone undergone you know but also don't forget that it's not the first time that the ability to like share and spread information and stories and perspectives um, and narratives, it, that's, that's an age old uh, concept and it's an age old, even like strategy, it can be a campaign. And these are things that I can comment on because I did study this in, in school, um, you know, Many people may have heard of the fictional character who was portrayed to be a non-fictional person, Sigourney Truth, during the Civil War. It was a publication. It was a book. And it was a publication that was supposedly being written by a slave and it was to get the word out. Now that resulted in some I very good things, you know, in history that unfolded because of that. But that is also part of um, maybe a campaign or a narrative again, right? I'm just saying, don't forget, like think, critically is all I'm saying. I feel like my, my poli-sci teacher, you know, this, this poli-sci teacher that was so fucking special to me, his essence has been close by recently. And I don't know what (laughs) uh, this person um, inspired a lot of us. And I guess I feel like the message here that maybe he would say or that I'm inspired by is to just remind people to think critically. Not one way or another, you know, just remember that. Because 
as much as I'm just as equal, like easily pulled into a lot of different narratives. And I remember, gosh, even this year, what was it? Um, the stuff that was happening with the abortion laws being overturned. Um, I just couldn't even like January, February, March, I'm in my own personal crisis. I'm, you know, dealing with a physical condition again that was unbearable and I I don't even I can't even put words to my experience nor do I need to right here and right now (laughs) I have other places for that you know But, you know, like here I am just like back in survival mode and trying to use every little bit of mental capacity to just get through every day, day by day. And I get to a place where I'm a little bit better and I, you know, I'm like able to tune into social media and I'm like, oh God, because I probably didn't look at anything for weeks. I know there was... um, like a week and a half particular that my mom was here and I didn't sign on to anything. <laughs> and it was good. It was good for me. I needed that. But it's like I barely tune in and there's just like, it's like this fucking like, you know, chaotic climate. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I almost got pulled into that And in the past, when I had the capacity, I, you know, like participated in the things that I felt were right to do. Like during BLM, you know, it just was something I felt called forth to participate in. And not even that, like dramatically you know just I think I may have commented a little bit on here you know on my own personal social media me and a girlfriend were able to meet up to go to you know one of the the marches here which is cool but you know whatever in the last few years everyone whether you're political or not everyone's been kind of like called or like a little bit like like I said, like when, when a particular thing that is happening touches a personal cord, it's kind of hard not to have an opinion about it. And you should, right? Like we, maybe we're awakening. <laughs> you know, we shouldn't be complacent. I've always felt that way. That's why I took poli-sci in college is because I feel if you are a citizen of any country in this world, being a citizen of this world, um... It behooves you to understand a little bit, you know, and again, that's why I understand very broad reaching um, politics. I understand like eras and a little bit more of like what this country was founded upon and the influences during that time. I still have yet to eat. I have a lot of gaps in my understanding. (laughs) 
and I'm terrible with timelines. I've gotten better as I've gotten older. Um, but you know, like it just, Americans aren't classically known to understand like our own personal history much less the world, world history as well as other cultures. You'll have other cultures that not only understand their history and have like a, a deep understanding of it. Also, um, maybe not as uh, limited to like our public school system when I was growing up, you know, didn't um, <laughs> we weren't as woke. <laughs> Let's just, so to say, let's just keep it simple right now. Um, and we all know this, right? Like, cause like these things are getting maybe hopefully more resolved. I think they are. I'm not in the, um, school system stuff anymore. Um, there was a time where I was very interested in that. It makes sense for me, you know? <sighs> one of my many hats one of one of one of my many former lives so anyways um just think critically and understand that there are narratives that are being pumped through all sorts of media that we're also continuing to you know participate in and by all means participate in what calls you to participate in I mean you're all highly intelligent creatures you know we are highly intelligent creatures human beings um just remember to think a little critically and do remember that you know Not everything is what it seems is all. And I don't have any answers. I can't tell you what it is or what it is not. I can tell you that it felt really scary to not know, and it still does. I just feel a little bit better being reminded of, like, for example, this, this particular teacher's, you know, inspiration and influence he had over me and many of his students just to remember, like, to think critically. Yeah. Open and discerning. (laughs) You know, I would say, like, don't have a closed mind or a closed perspective. Don't blindly believe everything that you see. Um, But don't also be, like, indiscriminately open either. Just, you know tap into yourself and also take care of yourself my god like um I almost chimed in on a few different conversations and I I did find myself even chiming in on the like highly you know um publicized trials you know 
that were going on between two very famous between with a famous person and I chimed in a little and then like I took a step back and was like whoa 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 wait a minute just because it's like being blasted all over the media and like I'm seeing it doesn't mean I have to participate now that doesn't mean that whatever I chimed in on at the time wasn't like useful it was a cool perspective it was something I felt called to just post a little thing about but then I found myself like and I was just recovering myself so I was just like oh fuck that (laughs) I feel that way now I'm like oh this is a healthier relationship I'm having I have some boundaries on like where my capacity is at you know like get outside go play talk to your neighbors, talk to people from different countries, continue having your conversations with your worldwide friends. Don't let that die down. Nurture those relationships. You know, that's all I'm saying. And I have friends all across the spectrum. (laughs) I don't understand it. I don't, I don't, don't even ask me. doesn't make any sense. My own personal family, you know, So, that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) I wasn't expecting to have that conversation. I was going to talk about something else. I was going to talk about ease and effortlessness. And, you know, appropriately so. This episode's been effortless. And I'm at my my particular capacity for it, for today. So, I'm going to leave it there. Um, I'm sure what to call it will come to mind after I wrap up here um but you know to to be continued oh that's what I was gonna say is like I was really um I am really grateful that I saw you know this person that I'm developing another a relationship with this female entrepreneur that I was talking to you about just to remind myself that like where I thought, (laughs) this is so cheesy and it's so classic and it's so cliche that like what the caterpillar thought was the end of the world was actually just the new beginning for the butterfly, yada, yada, yada. You've all heard it before, but it's so true. (laughs) Like, I thought I had no business making any, like, making any contributions um, about the world and my perspective that I offer if if it happens to be medicinal for you. And I hold you capable and responsible for receiving that information in whatever way is most healthy my intention is always you know take it or leave it and I just thought that I was I was just in so much self-doubt and I'm still not you know a hundred percent confident (laughs) but Remembering that sometimes, you know, um, this 
these things in our journey that we think are like disasters and are just the worst things. Oh gosh, and I've said this before when I was recovering, but then when this happened again, I was like, oh, fuck that. (laughs) I was like, this is not a part of some divine plan. (laughs) Because anyone who's going through something excruciating, you know, it can be a little dismissive to be like, oh, it's, you know, all part of God's plan. Everything happens for a reason, even if you're doing it to yourself. Like the concept of being able to like, you know, gaslight yourself or dismiss yourself, let's just say. Because again, that other concept that I just threw out there is a little bit bigger of a conversation that I'll have for another time. Um, the whole like how we learn to gaslight ourselves. Uh, look it up. I'm not the first person to comment on it. Um, and maybe it'll come up in another conversation. But my point is, is, uh, when I was actually going through this, I was like, no, this didn't need to happen this way. And there's some truth in that. Um, I've been, I have this, you know, gift with some, you know, hyper awareness at times, clairvoyance. Um, what's it called? Premonition, you know, and it's uh, a blessing and a curse. And so when I wasn't, when certain events had unfolded in a certain way, all accumulating in stress, ultimately on my body, in my nervous system, and that, you know, triggering a resurgence of these eczema episodes that are excruciating, you know, and it had only happened one other time to that degree, had only happened one other time to that degree, but had lingered this whole time up until now, and I'm continuing to heal. Um, for the last like three and a half years that had been, uh, you know, something I was just living with that was painful still, but, but not, um, life threatening. Still, you know, somewhat debilitating for sure. Um, cause it never fully resolved. Those who know, know me know that I just was like, I thought that I had chronic, uh, urticaria, but then it never completely cleared up on my hands ever this whole time. And so that accumulated in like, just constantly just trying to live my life and having, you know, um, this thing that I had to address every single day and it affected my quality of life to a certain degree but I was so happy to have a quality of life again that I just was like you know doing that (laughs) I was busy living my life until this you know last like resurgence and so when that all kind of was unfolding 
the worst part was not only blaming myself, but just feeling like I wish I had caught it sooner and blah, blah, blah. Like, why didn't I see, like, just feeling like it didn't have to happen that way. And it may not have had to happen that way, but it did. You know what I mean? Like, thinking I should have been better, right? After all this self-awareness. Feeling like I somehow, and that's something about like being a little bit maybe psychic, where you also, unfortunately, not everybody, but for me, like have the this absurd expectation that I would see, quote unquote, see something coming, right? Like, no, there's like a joke that, oh my gosh, a college friend and I used to make. And it's like this funny, you know? Actually, it wasn't even a joke. It was a real life event. Um, it was in Flagstaff, Arizona. Something had happened to, um, you know, a uh, someone's personal business as a fortune teller and a psychic that had like an office downtown, and something happened like where the, uh, um, I think a car ran into the building like and destroyed it or something and the the joke was like didn't they see it coming you know like it's like it's a psychic office you know anyways yeah it's <sighs> like if you felt like you were if you ever felt like you were gifted with a superpower It's one thing to feel like you are gifted with a superpower, but you can't have an absurd, unrealistic expectation of yourself for that. Even if you're, so you could be like a mixed martial arts master, you know, and something still ironic can happen to you, right? Like it could be a lot of different things. That's, That's just life. And that's just reminding us that we're not, you know, exclusively in control of all these things right like hello and I didn't think I was in exclusive control because I'd already been dealing with the lack of being able to have control over my skin condition you know but I didn't I just was so disappointed in myself I guess point being um yeah I say that now I'm coming out of it and I'm like oh wow that's gonna be okay and because of who I am and I did feel this way when I was going through it I will alchemize anything whether it was an accident or not and that's what I mean is like accidents still happen accidents do happen and that (laughs) was hard for me to accept through all this the second time around. And not only that accidents happen, but if and when they do, there is still an opportunity there. It doesn't mean that they had to happen. That's the difference between like victim shaming, for example. When you say to someone who's been through something um, atrocious like that, you don't say like, oh, everything happens for a reason. It doesn't have to happen. None of this had to happen. It, those things didn't have to happen for you to be an awesome human being. 
It's because you're an awesome human being that you're going to alchemize what happened (laughs) and make yourself even more awesome. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Because we don't want to get into the mindset. That's like spiritual toxicity, right? Kind of like um, toxic positivity. You don't want to get into that. Like, it... It's cool and it serves you to understand, you know, things happen in a way as far as once we've come to acceptance, there's so much more we can do with what has happened. But again, I still didn't feel like it had to happen that way. Now, I still would have gone through, um, you know, some of the things around figuring out what I figured out and, you know, something that did come very clearly to me this second time around was how very much this was not my fault in the first place and how like there are certain things in my genetics that were predispositioned for the skin condition plus um, certain traumas and traumatic environments I was born into. It wasn't just because of who I am as an adult. It wasn't just because of the life choices that I made, you know, even three to five years ago when I first had, you know, such an extreme case of this or the resurgence just now. But I also am accountable and own those choices. Like I own my own as an adult, right? Like my own journey in that. But like I, I can't use that to like, blame myself you know it's not what awareness like that's not what awareness is for and that's not what empowerment personal empowerment isn't there to serve as you know a false sense of control it's not there to now become like you know a dictator of yourself and be like well you know, I should know better or whatever because we still have to accept where we are no matter how much, how much farther my wisdom might be ahead of me. Some people used to tell me that, like that I'm beyond my years or whatnot. They don't say that anymore because I'm older now. <laughs> but when I was younger, you know, it was always like, whoa. Um, so no matter, and that's like just accepting my humanness and accepting your humanness we're human and all of these things are life accumulated and yeah this is the part of our my journey this is these are parts of our journey that we can't control We're going to do our best, like I said, to mitigate and to kind of like steer around some of the big possible traumas and crises. But let's also just remember that what you think are your biggest mistakes here and now may have been worse if you hadn't have had the awareness that you have, right? We don't 
often give ourselves credit for the things that don't ha- that didn't happen. So, once again, you know, I'm humbled. I'm reminded of my fragility as a human. And, um, you know, continuing to recover here. Happy Saturday. I'm going to leave it there. I'm grateful for all those who've contributed to the things that have helped me along my way. And it would be an honor to have contributed to anybody, you know, who um, finds themselves listening to this episode on this podcast in the same regard, in the same way.